Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to BrainStuff from How Stuff Works. Hi, I'm Christian Sager and this is BrainStuff. If you follow the latest in space gossip, you might have heard about a little rendezvous between a NASA probe called Dawn and an object in space known as the Dwarf Planet Ceres. This meetup is exciting news for space fanatics. But if you don't know what Ceres is, and at this point you're too afraid to ask, well, we are here to lay down the facts you need to know. Ceres first came to human attention when the Italian astronomer Giuseppe Piazzi spied a moving point of light from the Palermo Observatory on New Year's Day in 1801. Yeah. 1801. That means Ceres was actually discovered almost 130 years before the former planet and now fellow dwarf planet, Pluto. 
Piazzi correctly deduced that the object was somewhere between the orbits of Mars and Jupiter. In reality, that zone contains the thing we now know as the asteroid belt, a loose ring of rocky objects of which Ceres is the largest. Piazzi named this new space dot after the Roman deity Ceres, the goddess of grain and nutritious food crops. Historically, astronomers have gone back and forth about the status of this object. Piazzi himself initially thought it might be a comet. It has also been known as a planet and as an asteroid. But today, astronomers classify Ceres as a dwarf planet. So you might be wondering, what makes a dwarf planet different from, you know, a regular planet or a comet or an asteroid? Well, according to the International Astronomical Union, a dwarf planet is any object that meets the following four criteria. First, it goes around the sun. Okay, that's a check for Ceres. Two, it's not a moon. Another check for Ceres. Even though they're not moons, Death Stars and other space stations are implicitly disqualified. Three, it has attained hydrostatic equilibrium. This means the object has enough mass that over time, the force of gravity has shaped it roughly into a sphere. This would disqualify all those comets and asteroids that are shaped like lumpy potatoes. Ceres is pleasantly, almost delightfully, round and Number four, it has not, as astronomers say, cleared the neighborhood around its orbit. Over time, large bodies like planets tend to eliminate other materials from their orbital zone. This is why objects like Ceres and Pluto aren't planets. They haven't cleaned for room. For Ceres, that room is the asteroid belt. Frankly, just about the dirtiest room in the solar system, apart from the icy pigsty that is the Kuiper belt. So, Ceres remains a dwarf planet, but there is by no means anything wrong with being a dwarf planet because Ceres is fascinating. Here are a couple quick facts. Ceres is about 950 kilometers or 590 miles in diameter, meaning if you look at the disk head on, it is about the size of Texas. But its total surface area is about 2.8 million square kilometers, or about 1.1 million square miles. That's about as much real estate as the country of Argentina. By itself, Ceres accounts for a quarter of the mass of the entire asteroid belt. If you were to take a cross section of Ceres, you would find a rocky core at the center and a dusty outer crust on the surface. But in between them, a subterranean mantle of water ice. This layer of water ice has drawn a lot of attention. Since anywhere there is water, there's always the slim possibility that we could discover life. Scientists sometimes speak of Ceres as a protoplanet or an embryonic planet. About four and a half billion years ago, when the planets in our solar system were first forming, Jupiter's gravity prevented Ceres from becoming a full-fledged planet. This left it frozen in its fetal state, so there may be a lot we can learn from Ceres about how planets are born in young solar systems. Check out the BrainStuff channel on YouTube, and for more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.